Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are, let me first tell you, if there are some hiccups here, they released a new version of the software. And in releasing the new version of the software, we have a few things that we don't know. Uh, you know, we had to reinstall all the different pieces of panels and all that good stuff. So bear with me. Anyhow, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP says, hi, peeps. Uh, Maywood salutes. Hey, Bridge. Egberto Willis, Mike is taking a break. I, I sent him a text message and I didn't get a reply. Not a text message, a um. On, on, on Facebook, so I guess he's off of Facebook and didn't see my message. Uh, as, as long as he's doing fine, did you talk to him at all, or what's going on? Okay, let's see who else is here. We have May Wood. May Wood, yes, all's fine. Ashley's doing fine. She is in her class studying for the boards right now online, so all's going good. We uh, Let's see what else here. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I, I had to install some new software, and I hope all the things went through correctly. Tom C., buenas tardes, ¿cómo estás? Y mi amigo de Panamá, saludos a Roberto Luis. How are you doing, Roberto? Thank you so kindly for being here. Uh, let's see, I sent it to FB. He just said on break. Okay, Norman Reynolds says, estoy aquí también. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Ronalds, ¿cómo estás, mi amigo? ¿Cómo estás? Todos mis amigos están aquí hoy. Hey, guys. Um, I have a fairly good interview that I did with Marlon Weems. He was the a New York trader on Wall Street, and I'm going to go ahead and, since we don't have our beginning information from a good old uh, Rudnan, I'm going to go ahead and start that interview. It's going to take quite a few time, and then I'll come back, and we have a whole lot of other stuff to discuss. If you guys have other things you want to talk about as well, throw it into the feed, and we'll get busy and do that. Like I said, things are a bit different, so let's make sure that all continues to work as it should uh let's see all this spanish i'm going to start gaelic i would love you know what when we start bringing in um bringing you in live you're gonna have to come on uh bridge and speak some gaelic for me i heard some on tv a couple days ago and it was like that does it was on a food channel and i'm like that doesn't sound anywhere close to english at all you're gonna have to fix us up on that uh bridge but i you know i'd love to hear a few things mike csex says I would love to have a vacation, but I can't with all the inflation Biden is causing. You know, I interviewed, uh, Mike, I interviewed Richard Wolf, an economist who knows all there is to know about not only the American economy, but economies around the world. And it was wonderful to hear him salute and equate what I had to say. Please stop calling it Biden inflation. First of all, if it were Biden inflation, Biden will have a lot of power he doesn't have. I wish Biden had that power to start or stop inflation. He does not. The people you need to blame for inflation are the corporatists because they're doing it for their sole purpose of making a profit for themselves. Please, they have you misinformed and instead misinformation, 
That is why you hurt us all with that misinformation. Richard Wolff has never been right on anything economically. Actually, he has been right every single time. Remember, he's the one who told us the reasons why we did not get wage increases but st could still have a moving economy. We replace wages with credit, and if you take a look at the numbers, they correlate perfectly. Sir, read. Don't follow what the right wing are telling you. Remember, they are paid to misinform you. They are paid to make you dumb. Please read appropriately. But anyhow, let's go ahead and start with Mr. Weems, and then we'll take it on the other side thereafter. Come on in, Mr. Weems. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, I am honored once again. You guys know I love this guy. Why do I love this guy? Because in as much as we don't agree on all aspects of economics, he has a point of view that I will always listen to. Marlon Weems, a.k.a. The Journeyman, a man who spent 30 years in finance, 10 of those on Wall Street, global investment banks, and subsequently hired him to help them decipher developments in the financial and social economic landscape. Marlon points out that mainstream news really drills down enough to give a true picture of what's happening, let alone what it all means, and henceforth the need for writers like the journeyman, the journeyman <laughs> Marlon Weems. Welcome to Politics Unright once again. Good to be back with you, Egberto. Yeah, well, today I'm, I'm becoming a friend of the show. <laughs> well, I mean, the first time you appeared on the show, sir, you were a friend <laughs> that, of the show. That got so me in. <laughs> the becoming is not, uh, is not, does not compute. Are compute. You are. Okay, <clears throat> let me let me let me start it this way. One of the reasons I asked you to come on is that that I either you said something about capitalism or I said something about capitalism. And I probably objected to something you said, and you probably objected to something I said. I don't know if it's really an objection other than a clarification. Yeah, yeah. But what I wanted to, you know, I, I have been getting very upset at what's been going on. You know, um, I wrote a piece recently called um, Insanity, right? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And we have learned how to go into these boom-bust cycles, and we've learned how to talk about inflation as if, it's real and supply chain as if the government has something to do with it, et cetera, et cetera. And it just got me upset. So you see some of the anti-capitalist notions that I've been going through right now. What are your thoughts, first of all, uh, as far as capitalism, not the way you would want it, but the way that we practice it? Well, I, um, I have written about this um, and and I call it you know American capitalism ain't really capitalism mm -hmm. um, and and I'll just give you the answer to your question is you and I probably uh, are, are closer in agreement than you might think but um, there's some areas that that we differ mm -hmm. um, so for example uh, I, I'm not against socialism because there's so much of it in our system already. I mean, what's Obamacare? What's Social Security right. or, you know, the things that we all collectively share in, like utilities, fire departments, et cetera. The, the problem that I have with capitalism, and, and I would say that I'm still a capitalist, not as much as I was when I worked on Wall Street. So, mm -hmm. you know, I jokingly say I'm a recovering capitalist or a reformed capitalist, you know, <laughs> uh, I still believe in it because um, the alternatives 
I don't think are necessarily much better. They all have pluses and minuses, if you will. So I'm not against socialism, like I said. I'm just not sure the problems that we have in capitalism um, are fixable by going to socialism. So what I mean by that is, um, you know, does that solve equality? I think it probably helps, certainly. But I just think humans, by our nature, are going to grift. We're going to cheat, you know. And so, so to me, the problem that is is really getting you ticked off and frustrated, as well as as well as me, uh, I think isn't so much to do with capitalism as it is the implementation of it, you know. So what I mean by that is any system, for example, that you have where you just don't regulate what people do, you're going to have problems. You're going to have the same. You understand what I mean? So yeah. I was there was a a video. Maybe it was one of your shows from it had to be pretty recent where you were talking about. Well, you played. Um, pardon me. The allergy season down yeah, in it, North it's, Carolina. It's, here too, man. I hear you. <laughs> I I don't want to blow your your ears out with a sneeze. So, no, you you played a, a video in one of your um, episodes of Stephanie Rule, and right. she's talking about what what was going on with Goldman and Russia and so on. See, to me, and and this is something that I learned working on Wall Street. Whatever the rules are by nature, people are going to, you know, my grandmother had a saying that water will seek its own level. She's you know, right. People are going to look for the loophole and they're going to exploit it. They'll do that in Sweden. They'll do it in Venezuela and they'll do it here. So when you leave the door open for Goldman to do what they're doing, it's not like they're cheating because you set it up that way. So, you know, I just I just think that um, what we need to do is reform capitalism and make it more progressive. And one of the things that disenchanted me with working on Wall Street was during the financial crisis, seeing firms that had had taken capitalism to the like the nth degree. Right. And then when it when, you know, it, it, it went wrong they didn't like capitalism anymore. They needed some socialism. Right, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. You know, and everybody, and we used to joke that, you know, Wall Street is capitalism on the way up and socialism on the way down. So, um, you know, I, I guess I'll leave it there. I don't, I, I hope I answered your question. No, no, I think you did a great job. I mean, uh, I'm going to define something here and say that I think, you, what you pointed out to me, you want all these regulations in which I think is a must. And I think once you do all of that, capitalism isn't as capital as it is, as you know, as capitalist as it is, as it is anymore. Sure. Right. Well, I don't so, really care that I, I, I don't agree. know. I don't really know that. It, I don't know that we've ever been 100. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Capitalist. Because 
we have, like I said, you know, Wall Street's the last bastion of capitalism till stuff went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, please help us. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, pure but- capitalism would mean the chips fall where they may and you go out of business or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the way the book version of capitalism is. Right. You know, there's some, there are certain, there are other aspects of it that are concerning that I want to touch on. But before I touch on that, I just want to ask you another question with regards to bifurcated economies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I think you've said you, you don't mind it, right? A little bit of all the isms just fine. Um, you know, I don't go ahead and define myself as Egberto, you're a socialist because of the connotation that that has. But I sure. have no problem denoting that I am, in fact, a democratic socialist in, 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 the, in the same similar view as places like Denmark or Sweden or other places like that, mm-hmm. that we have no problem thinking that they're somehow going to turn into a red China or something like that, right? But um, I think a bifurcated economy is what we need, right? I think essential services to humanity, energy, mm-hmm. energy and uh, energy, healthcare, uh, healthcare, and a few other things should fall under the purview of we the people, the government. And what they should int- be utilities is what should, you're saying, right? Exactly. You 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 gave it the, the economic name. They should be utilities. Now, interestingly, I I think also. The, the arguments that many capitalists would make that, well, you throw healthcare into the government arena, you no longer get innovation. You throw energy into the uh, public domain, you no longer uh, get innovation. It, it, beho- it, it irks me that even our media, good media doesn't set the record straight, that actually right. tells the reality that most innovation occur with government funding. Because capitalist companies don't take unnecessary risk. That's why they also buy other companies. You know, they find a little startup that does something and they prove prove its value. That big company is going to buy it because it's already been proven. The fallacy that supporting these large corporations and making sure that we continuously have policies to support them over and over again, to me, seems disingenuous in that most of the development, most of the intellect, most of all these things either come from universities or grants. I mean, I don't know of any corporation who has original design. They may have permutations thereof, but if you could tell me what, I mean, you go into deep oil drilling, you go into what NASA has done to allow for deep oil drilling, et cetera, it was all government paid for. Mm. So, so I agree with you to an extent, which okay. probably is no surprise. Right. <laughs> um, so, so you're absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, uh, I did not realize um, just how how true what you just said is um, until a few years ago. Uh, I, for a year, was the head of business development for a biotechnology accelerator that was uh, under the, um, well, it, it existed or, and still does within the um, University of North Carolina mm-hmm. system uh, in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had a totally separate campus of buildings and, you know, labs and all this stuff, which I did not touch any of that. I was there uh, basically to attract these little companies that, you know, so you have professors, 
within the university that are working on different projects. And so we basically housed those guys and gave them a place to, you know, to develop and incubate and so on. Um, but during that time, of course, I saw firsthand how, um, you know, how the, how different drugs get developed in the university and universities nine times out of 10 don't reap near the benefit. Exactly. Because they're not really set up to do that. They're really set up to spin it out, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and so, yeah, you're right. Now I would say in healthcare, that's certainly true. Um, But when I think of innovation and, and that's the argument for capitalism, right. Or the argument against less capitalism, let's say, right is that you stifle innovation, which I, I tend to think that's true to an extent. Um, now, I may be off, but you give me, I, I take the example of uh, of Apple, you know. I'm glad you used I mean, that, that example, yeah. That's a car, I mean, that that's something that started in a garage. You know, now, I'm sure at some point, the government played a role because certainly, if you're talking smartphones, Sooner or later, you have to ride on the government in- infrastructure, you know. Uh, but I would say that the idea germinated with some individuals that just sort of built a technology themselves that, you know, changed the landscape. Um, to I, a, to a, let now, me I'm sorry, you, you probably have some thoughts on that. But. Yeah, let me let me interject a bit there, because, I mean, I don't want to take away anything from um, from Steve Jobs, Steve sure. Jobs. Is a, I, I consider him more an artist than an intellect, right? In mm. other words, he created a beautiful computer and so forth. Wozniak was sort of the brainiac. And as, as in everything that occurs in capitalism, the brainiac somehow gets the back door, you know. Uh, Steve sure. Jobs was always the guy that everybody could see, was a cute guy, you know. Well, he, uh, that, he, was, that, a, he was very good at um, te- the mark- storytelling part of it, the exact, marketing. Exactly. But then... We go to the core, right? Uh, the pen and ma- or the mouse and the keyboard, and everybody look at uh, at uh, uh, Apple's the Apple interface as being sure. wow, Steve Jobs' creation. Not realizing that Xerox back in the olden days the mouse, with yeah, government yeah. with government intervention and support and all of that did this. So yeah, the the, the great innovators aren't necessarily the um, the people who reap the profits from it. As an example, as well. Uh, we see Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, and all these guys who have billions in stocks in these companies, but the actual innovators, the people who are the guy, the engineers, the physicists, and all of these guys that aren't Steve Jobs and these other guys, they may have their stock options and make a few more bucks than the average American citizen, but they are not the one that capitalism allows to flourish. In other words, Steve Jobs, uh, and let's even look at Bezos. They take, a, a, my books are sell, sold through Amazon. Come on. And, you know, I, I mean. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> okay. My, my books are sold through Amazon. And interestingly, my brother, it's, um, it, it, it doesn't irk me that he makes a piece off of my stuff. It irks me that everything, a piece of it belongs to him. And there is no, because of a flaw, in, I think, in the system, he does, he has not earned that. So there is a distinct, there's a distinct disconnect between 
a person's worth and what capitalism allows that person to be worth. <clears throat> you follow so what I'm I saying? Would, I, would, I, I do, absolutely. And what I would say is this. Um, I think your argument is not so much with capitalism, it's against the, the, the way we do capitalism in America. Um, so, for example, yes, what you really, I think, would prefer um, is, and here's the problem, mm -hmm. um, corporate America and the model that everybody, you know, that's the prevailing model or, or, or way of thinking about how to distribute wealth right. is a shareholder, you know, you're focused on the shareholder, you're not right. focused on stakeholders. Right. Workers would be stakeholders. You see, so yes. I think maybe, um, you know, I think maybe Germany might be a good example. Yes. You know, the um, I remember a few years back when um, they were, uh, I can't remember, I think it was in Tennessee, they yes. were talking about building a plant there. Right. And, you know, of course, um, I, I forget the senator that was, you know, still in I, office. I remember exactly who you're talking about. Yes. But yeah, he got in the middle of it. Because and and the folks at Volkswagen were saying we got no problem with the somebody representing the union being on the board because that's right. the way they do it there, you know. So so they have a say; their interests are represented. But we're so um, wedded to the idea that the only people who should benefit are the people who own shares, right. as opposed to and and you know it's. To me, that's a reflection of something political, maybe not so much capitalism in and of itself, because you could certainly do it differently. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's what I would say. And, you know, as far as Bezos goes, you, you saw, I think, the, la the my most recent piece that I wrote is um, the title is something like um, the myth or the the. Actually, I have it right here. The, the self-made billionaire. The fiction of the self. I haven't read it because I just went into tweet into Twitter and saw the <laughs> message here. But I got to go find it. Is it on Medium or Substack? Um, or where is it it's, at? It's on both. It's on okay. both. You can you can go to Medium, um, and that's probably the easiest one. But um, well, I, let me but just the, let you know. Let me let you everybody sure. know beforehand. I'm a paid member of Medium, so anytime I read your stuff, you get paid. Just just saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, good old capitalism, man. <laughs> but I, I look, I but, look at that. I look at that as I get value. I, I get value. You get value, sure. right? And, my, and if my if my stuff is substandard, nobody's going to read. Nobody's going to read it, right? And, and, and that's the whole. I'm fine thing. with that. But and and I'm glad that you just said that, brother Weems, because here is what gets me: um, the value that that. Bezos was able to capital. I don't know if I ever told you the story. When I just started my business, I think back in the late 80s, early 90s, I, mm -hmm. I, I wrote software. I'm a mechanical engineer, but I wrote software and I created this thing uh, that was just uh, online. It was when the internet was just coming out, you know, new stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I was creating a shopping cart for the web. I had to okay. find the idea because of what I was, uh, when, when I did a patent search just for the, Somebody suggested I do it or something like that. Jeff Bezos patented one click. So anybody who tried okay. to implement a cart in that fashion, one click. 
something that he probably doesn't even know to write himself as an electrical engineer, which is sure. what he is, right? Um, so he patented that. And by holding folks back on carts and all those things, Bezos took over the market. A lot of people don't know that story, right? And, oh, it's, uh, it's very similar to Facebook buying yes. up all the little, you know, the thumbs up thing was right. Brinster, I think it was. Yes, yes. And they just bought that up. And then, you know, they bought WhatsApp, they bought Instagram. So, and in my opinion, screwed them all up. But, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's, here's, but again, that is back to my little, I don't think it's a theory. It's just my observation mm -hmm. that people do what the the market, the government, they do what we let them get away with. It, so, oh, that's so, and that's why I do what I do because I'm so, trying to enlighten people not to do that. But go ahead, yes. Yeah, well, you know, so um, we're in a situation now where you've basically got, um, you know, was it? Teddy Roosevelt was the trust buster, right? Yes, yes. I mean, because that's what we got now. We've got, yes. Um, see, capitalism's supposed to be all about competition, too. Innovation, mm -hmm. competition, free enterprise, you know, free market. We don't do that. I mean, think about it. I think the, the top, I, I want to say, uh, if you look at the poultry market or the meat, yeah. you know, you got Smithfield, Tyson, and yeah. uh, what's the other, JBL? It's right. like four people that got 40% yes. of the market. Actually more. That, you're supposed yeah. to break that up, but yeah. we don't do it. Right. You know, um, we, uh, see, you mentioned Elon Musk a minute ago. Uh, that's the guy that drives me crazy. And look, of course, he's a smart guy. He's probably a genius. All this stuff can be true, but the government has propped this guy for years. I mean, one contract after another. So all I'm saying is, are are there not maybe three or four other guys? Is there not a woman that maybe some that that could also have gotten some of that? You know, let me tell you. Know. Let me know. It's. I think you do know, sir. Let me let me just say something that I feel. Okay. I, I'm, I, I've met you recently and I've spoken to you and I consider you a, a very, very smart person. I have also, you know, read a whole lot about uh, Steve Jobs. I read a whole lot about Bezos, read a whole lot about Elon Musk and all these guys. And in America, it seems like if you learn the rules of capitalism, it is unnecessary to be all that smart. Of course, Donald Trump is the epitome of that, <laughs> right? Okay. Sorry, but what, yeah, what, he... The reason I'm saying that is that I, I, I look at what Bezos did. I could have done it. I look at sure. what, uh, what, uh, what um, Bill Gates did. I know hundreds of my engineering brothers who could have done that. What they didn't have were two things. Capital. Yep and capitalist know-how. And it's amazing that both capital and capitalist know-how in America are Trump's everything. I would say, I would add on to that, uh, and this may be a, a subset of that capitalist know-how, it's, uh -huh. it's access. And see- uh, as, That's a better word, sir. That's a better word. Yes, you're right. Well, yes. and, and let me, if I can just kind of, so what I write about is what, 
you know, it's not unique to me, but it's just my observation is that there is an intersection between, um, you know, the economy, politics, and uh, at least in, in my estimation, uh, let's call it racism. Um, uh-huh. And so, for example, had you been just as smart as uh, uh, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, you pick, your blackness would have prevented you um, statistically. You know, certainly there are some black people that have excelled. You know, you got Bob Johnson, you got yeah. different folks, you got Oprah. But what I'm saying is the system is built in such a way to elevate the Bezoses and to, you know, keep the, I wanna, you know, I, other I folks move. down. I want to move your words a step further, and I, and and I mean this from the depths of my heart, and I I am not saying this otherwise. I think you are, and I am, no less smart than those people that you've mentioned. And I don't. I'm not even saying sure. that to be cocky. I'm not saying no, no. that to say to, of of anything. I'm just saying what you and I know, uh, technically speaking, what I know, okay, I, I'm not sure, but I don't know if you're an engineer or not, but I know, I you're, you're, a fine, but I know you're a finance <laughs> guy who knows how the system operates. I know that. So what I'm saying is in each of our domains, I don't think any of these guys, and, and by the way, I have an audience at, at uh, Politics Done Right. And sure. most most of the people in my audience, uh, I don't I, I consider those people. And, and I, I, I and when I tell them this, I, I sometimes think, do they think I'm just trying to butter them up? I'm not. And the reason why is when I the places that I've worked, I've worked for NASA, I've worked in the oil industry, I've worked in all these domains and I've rubbed shoulders with all these people, people from Harvard, Princeton, all mm-hmm. these guys. Right. And it, what was amazing to me was the aura matching the deeds. <laughs> the aura match, the aura never matched the deeds. And that word that you corrected me on, Marlon, when you said you would put it a different way, access. That's what we're talking about there. Yeah. Okay. That's I'll, what we're I'll talking give you an about. example, just to your point. So <clears throat> I, I worked on Wall Street for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I guess the last five years, I ran a, um, uh, an algorithmic trading operation. So mm-hmm. we, you know, you hear, uh, about program trades and all the complicated right. stuff. So that's what we did. Quantitative trading, um, for some of the biggest players that exist, biggest pension funds, biggest hedge funds, you know, the whole thing. Um, and then of course, when we had the financial crisis, that kind of rejiggered everything, you know. Uh, so I left New York. Sometimes, uh, you know, circumstances make the decision for you. Yes, for you, right? Um, but we had we had talked about uh, at that point, you know, it, it's kind of like playing football when you you know it's time, right? And and my kids were getting, um, you know, an age to a place where we wanted a little different lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I'm from Arkansas. I didn't want to go back that far south. Uh, <laughs> at the time, I thought that I was- But Arkansas to... is beautiful, sir. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, you know, I've still got family there, but yeah. having come from New York, New Jersey, 
yeah. that was just too much of a, you know, an unwind for me. Yeah. So um, I thought, well, okay, I've, you know, I've run trading operations on Wall Street. I shouldn't have any trouble, um, you know, finding a, a, a spot in Charlotte, you know, which is a money center. Right. Uh, certainly Raleigh. Dude, I could I could barely get interviews. Right. And and I, you know, look, I had a trifecta going. I mean, it was I'm black and age was probably another mm -hmm. factor. Right. And, you know, I would hear that I was overqualified. Right. And what that meant Well, that's was, a magic word. Yeah. Yeah. The you know, the guy who's hiring is looking at me as potentially coming in taking his job. Right. You know. So um, all those factors and, and who's to say which one is the most, but I, you know, technology works both ways. So I started to, I started to observe when, you know, I, my people are hitting my resume and, and there's interest. And then I noticed they've gone to LinkedIn and they see my picture. Right. Right. <laughs> then right. suddenly. Right. Well, we don't know. You know, right. we're, we've kind of we're already looking at some people, etc. Right. And so, um, the thing about capitalism, I guess, is that I just made the decision. Okay, I'm going to take what I know and do something else with it. You know, and you have that flexibility. And I guess one of the um, the beautiful things now is how information is so democratized right. that what we're doing right now, you know, years ago, say 30, 40 years ago, we had to be working at a TV station to do this. Do it. Yeah, you exactly. Know, someone had to allow us, us to, to do, do it. it. Now we naturally get for people, you know, and, and this is what I find. And I'm honored. I, I just say this. I'm honored. You know, I have a small audience, but I'm honored to have an audience. Uh, and when I say small, I, you know, small is relative, right? But I mean, um, interestingly, uh, the, the, what I've noticed is when you come across as honest, whether it is somebody who believes that you're full of it because you're completely <laughs> anti-capitalist in the way it works, once you get that respect, doesn't matter who the person is. I think you've 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 articulated that several times before yeah. with some of the people that follow your work, including myself. I follow your work, uh, you know. So I mean, um, I, I think that is important. And to your point, the democratization that technology has allowed gives us this platform. But because we don't own enough of this platform, it can be taken away. Sure. Yeah. That's always, um, and that's the where the capitalism portion of what I talk about, because I know for a fact that my stuff, many of my stuff gets throttled on the internet because mm -hmm. of certain subjects that I cover, right? Capitalism, one of the major subjects. And I think what's going to be important is, uh, as you said earlier, is that we're going to have to have things like regulations that prevent them that treats this what we are on as a utility of really truly free expression as sure. opposed to something these private entities control and can decide who will have the honor of being elevated because when we talk about capitalism <clears throat> that I, when i talk about it when i preach about it 
I talk about it being a system where you have to be invited into it. And I'm not pure. You are not pure. I've had stocks. I've had bonds. I've had these different instruments, these different capitalist instruments. But um, the fact of the matter is, ultimately, uh, I think we have to find some different mode of operation because two things. And, and then and then we're going to have to kind of, I'm going to ask you to wrap it up because you and I can talk forever. I just looked at the time <laughs> and realized that we, we sure. can talk forever. Um, but I, I think we're going to have to put some limits here because we can't have uh, the the 1% of the population growing at 10% a year, the 5% of the population growing at 7% of the year. And and the, the, it just, it's a mathematical impossibility to continue those things. Likewise, we can't expect that the oil that's found on public lands should only be given to just a few people who decided to own shares. Another concept, and then I'm done. Uh, what gets to me is, that, and I said it in my past before, whenever I say, I let my money work for me, it's nothing more than saying, I'm a good abstracted slave owner. And with that, I ask you, sir, to <laughs> give us a closing of our show with a test, with, with, with a with a free form discussion of capitalism. Um, you know, I, I don't, uh, as I said earlier, I, I don't disagree with much of what you said. I think um, perhaps our only difference is the how, you know, the how to fix it. Is it, um, see, I don't see a world in which Twitter or YouTube become utilities. Um, and, and I think that's more of a constitutional issue than anything. Um, but at the same time, you know, see, and, and man, I hate using this, the, the slippery slope thing. So um, if you can't regulate who has access to a YouTube or a, a Twitter, then you have uh, conspiracy theorists and you have Russian bots all over the place spitting out false information. So I don't think either of us want that. No, but no. Uh, at the same time, what should happen is a um, politics done right or a journeyman should have uh, just as much ability to rise up the, you know, the ladder uh, as, you know, um, I don't know, if you go on Facebook, you see the top, um, you know, the top groups on Facebook, and they're pretty much all uh, very far right. Mm -hmm. uh, leaning, you know, et cetera, because that's how Facebook gets paid. Right. Most. Um, so, so I don't know exactly. Well, I do know it, it's regulatory. It had, that's mm -hmm. the thing, but those kinds of regulations, um, seem not to succeed because, uh, the people who talk the loudest say that's right. Socialism. <laughs> and well, so what we really need just to sum up, I think what, what we really need is better representation because uh, the people who don't want this do a much better job of marketing and screaming loud and so forth uh, as opposed, and look, certainly there are people on the left that do a good job, but I, I think uh, by and large, you know, that side of the fence does a relatively poor job messaging mm -hmm. and telling people what you're saying and what we're talking about. So 
you know, maybe we should just keep talking, I guess, right? <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's what I, that's how I was going to close. I was going to say, first of all, anytime I talk to you, I, I, I well, when I talk to good folk, I always try to learn something. So I always learn from these conversations when I, from everybody that I interview, from my audience, I make sure to learn something. So first of all, thank you for appearing here and, and, and bringing, bringing that perspective. Uh, secondly, we are going to do this uh, more often if, if, if you're willing to do so, because I think Absolutely. Uh, le- le- later on, we'll probably make it a little bit more topical so that, um, you know, we, sure. we, we have a specific topic. But I just want to thank you for being here on Politics Done Right again. And thank you for sharing my audience your thoughts. I think they, uh, you know, they've learned quite a bit of, you know, what goes on here in America. So, Mr. Marlon Weems, thank you so <laughs> kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. My pleasure. We spend a lot as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Igberto Willis as host of The reason that occurred is I had the monitor on. Again, like I said, folks, we're we're setting up this this new stuff and it's uh we don't have all the kinks out of the new setup that they have yet. We hope to get that out. I think I can actually put it on now because Bridge wanted me to show this. And there it is, Bridge. Folks, get our cup. Our cup is on the screen right now. Uh, I'll put the link to the cup on the screen in a little bit. But please support us as best you can. Uh, you can get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books politicsdoneright.com let's see how do i get that in here all right come on now like i said folks there are a few little kinks here and there that we're trying to recover from there you go politics done right well i thought that would do it there you go slash books you can also support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash patreon politicsdoneright.com slash patreon if it'll put it in there bingo uh you can support us the, uh, at politicsandright.com slash youtube if you're on youtube right now why don't you click that join button and become a part of our pdr posse on youtube we'd love to have you and actually we also need to keep this going forward so that's what it's all about 
And lastly, but not least, the best way is always going to be PayPal. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash PayPal. And maybe it'll go. There we go. So please consider supporting us. Uh, you can visit our store. Our store, we have a lot of new products at the store. Please go to PoliticsDoneRight.com slash store. Where are you, store? There you go. I don't know why it takes so long to copy-paste in there. And lastly, but not least, I'll give you a direct link to the cup as instructed by the one and only Breach MCP. So here is the link to the cup. It's coming. There you go. All right. Anyhow, folks, let me go ahead and let's go through this list of uh, items that you guys have here. It looks like I should be able to open that window a bit larger now that we've solved the problem. It looks like they've solved the problem. Uh, well, I can't get it open any wider right now. But anyhow, uh, let's go ahead and pull down these different items that you have here. What what we say? Smart guy, thanks. Bridge MCP says. Carl Cox says, amen. Chuck uh, Pinaccio, what did Chuck Pinaccio? I better welcome everybody. Tom C., welcome aboard. Maidwood, Wood, welcome aboard. Carl Cox, welcome aboard. MCP, welcome aboard. Uh, who else am I missing? Roberto Luis, Mike Cisak, uh, E2247, how are you doing, my brother? MCP. Uh, I'm going through the list and trying to re not repeat too many times, you know, the, how the mind works. Paul Fleming, the ATL, welcome aboard. Uh, Carl Cox, uh, May Wood, I think I got you already, both you and Carl Cox. I saw a, a, a couple of new people in here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Anyhow, great. Let me go ahead and I'm going to take the questions from the bottom up. Alistair Waters. How you doing, my dear Alistair? Uh, yeah, I interviewed I interviewed um, uh, Professor Richard Wolf yesterday. And anytime Professor Wolf and I get on the line, it kind of gets long. So I, I said, you know, I looked at him and I, he, he finally said, you know what, Egberto? You know, you can, we, we, you can have me on any, any number of times because there's always material to cover. We covered a lot of material on with Dr. Wolf. And um, he, he had a piece on on inflation that I think Mike Cisek would do well to listen to. What I'm doing is I'm breaking that piece out by itself this weekend at a place. But it's going to be a part of the show on Monday as well. But I want to break this piece out because people simply don't understand how inflation works they they like they think they can blame the government and most of the times it's not the government and and it's math right if if you claim lawrence sims welcome aboard welcome aboard thank you my brother i appreciate it L let me tell you how to do it guys if you claim that uh inflation is caused by shortages and demand, and demand stays the same, and you are able to meet the demand, no shortages in other words, and you also have record profits from companies who were not, you know, in other words, they're making more than they were before. At that point in time, it's not, it's not uh, what you would call, um, there's a, there's a, it, it, it is not systemic inflation, right? It is actually price gouging. It is actually uh, those, or it's not organic inflation is, I guess, what I want to say. It is that those people who have pricing power, 
decide that we want to make more money for our shareholders. And since we can increase the price because we have wages that have gone up. And let me let me explain this to you because it's so macabre. Our corporations were forced to raise raise wages. Because finally, Americans said, you know what, I'm sitting my butt down. And, and the truth of the matter is the administration gave people a break. That, that lot of that money from the stimulus that was going through got, gave people the opportunity to sit back and think about their lives. Think about how to be happier. Did we come to this earth to work for a bunch of plutocrats and make a few people rich? Or should, have this, or should this have been a community where everybody worked for sustenance, but also had a life and was not abused. Isn't that what it should always be about? So the Biden administration, when, when a lot of people made the claim and said a lot of people are paid not to work, to some extent, small extent, that was true. It's not that they were paid not to work is that they got a chance to breathe. They had a chance to breathe and reevaluate. They got a chance to see that they could make things work and they didn't have to be spending a whole lot of money on gasoline to go to work, on restaurants while they're outside of the home. They realized they could live a simpler life and be just as happy, if not more happy. The plutocracy doesn't want that opportunity. That is why Manchin and Cinema and all the Republicans came out against uh, Build Back Better. You see, it was going to be telling Americans, you know, you matter. You matter and we can actually have a better life. And if corporations really want you in that office, they will be willing to make it worth your while, pay you. Doesn't compute. The corporatocracy hates that because like, you know, people, for those who get upset when I call it antiseptic slavery, that's what it is. Marlon Weems, how you doing? Happy Friday. We just got through playing you, my brother. We just got through playing you. Thank you for that wonderful conversation that we had yesterday. You are a gem, brother Weems, and you always make me think. So thank you. But yeah, folks, um, so that's what the plutocracy sees, right? They see the liberation of their enslaved. It is, and once you realize that, and once we start working together, I'm on a particular board. It's a public board. And all of us think about the same things, you know, what we want for America but we sit down among ourselves and we have petty fights. Makes no sense, right? We sit down and we discuss issues that, you know, oh, you hurt my feelings here, you hurt my, and you know, so I, I finally made it onto this board now and I'm like, I am not going there. I'm gonna love on everybody. They claim we have all these factions. And what I say is I'm not gonna be factionalized, right? In fact, if you read the if you read the Federalist Papers, you'll see that I don't remember which who is it that wrote it. I think it was I don't remember who wrote that paper that talked about the factionalization of America. It was on the Federalist Papers, right? 
So what I'm trying to say, folks, is the following, and I have to get out of here early because I have another interview with actually an author uh, who just wrote a book, and it, that interview starts at five, so I'm going to have to leave here about three minutes early. But what I want to leave this weekend by telling you is the following. All of us in this room, all of us that listen to these podcasts, whether live or later on, right? I want you guys to know something. There is no point in us fighting each other. Mike Cisak is always here. I love you, brother. I really do. I, 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 I was going to say, I think you're misinformed, but it's not that I think you're misinformed. I absolutely know as a, stand, as a matter of fact that you're misinformed. Chuck Pinaccio, welcome aboard. James Madison, thank you very much. I, I love Chuck Pinaccio. He, James Madison, that's the one who wrote about factionalization. And um, so what I want to tell you guys is the following. I am not going to get into hate fights with none of you. I'm going to love every single one of you. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Because that's what the plutocracy needs. They need us to be talking about the little stuff and fighting about the little stuff as they rob us blind, as they take us to the cleaners. I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to be here telling you the stuff. I'm going to leave or hold my ire for the plutocracy, for the corporatocracy. You can call me, name me, shout at me, do whatever you want. I won't be party to hating you. I will be a party to always telling you, please come back. I don't care what you got to say. Come back. Listen. Share. I'll try to continue bringing good folks. Alistair Waters, welcome aboard. I got to get out of here, though, folks. So um, I don't know. I make, I make do a few stuff on, on, on TikTok to play around this weekend. And I'm going to ask you guys to go to TikTok and follow me. All of you that are listening here, please go to TikTok and follow me. I'm going to be playing around with that platform to see if I can find a format in which I can operate under there as well. I got to get out of here. Really love you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I am going to end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.